G'day guys and welcome to Aussie English. My objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to speak like a fair dinkum Aussie or you just want to understand what the flippin' hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa and enjoy Aussie English. Nests are often in surprisingly exposed locations um, and they can be made from all kinds of material from mud to vegetation, sticks, leaves, that kind of stuff, anything that's on the ground. And they usually measure about a metre and 75 centimetres high and about the same wide. So they're about the height of a man, these nests. So they're, they're quite a lot of material. These female crocodiles work really hard in order to build these really big nests. And from what I was reading today, it seems like it's almost they set up a natural compost where things are actually breaking down and as a result, heat is being generated within this nest and it's used to incubate these eggs. So the females, they take care of the nest directly and they have to stay there and they'll actually move and scratch around on the top in order to move a lot of the material and other debris around the nest in order to sort of keep this process going. And it's been found that it generates an astonishing amount of warmth for the eggs, so in order to incubate these eggs. And females lay between 40 and 60 eggs on average. Each is about the size of a chicken egg, but a little bit more elongated. Um, and then the female will guard the nest for between 80 and 100 days until the hatchlings emerge. And to talk a little bit about how crocodiles get their gender, so whether they're male or female, it's not actually decided like it is in humans, where you will get, say, an X or a Y chromosome from your dad, and you'll obviously get an X chromosome from your mum. And if you get an X and an X, you're a female. And if you get an X and a Y, you're a male. With crocodiles, it's not the same. It's actually temperature dependent. So if a nest is between 28 and 30 degrees Celsius, all the hatchlings are female. If the nest gets to 30 to 32 degrees Celsius, then I think 80% or more of the hatchlings are male and the other 20% will be female. And then if the nest gets above 33 degrees Celsius, almost all the hatchlings will be male. And this is probably part of why she moves around um, a lot of this material as well, so that it just regulates this, this temperature and controls it so that they get, you know, you'd imagine a balance of both males and females. But depending on how exposed a nest could be to the sun or hidden from the sun it is, um, this could also affect the temperature. So you could have nests that turn out to be totally female, totally male, or a mix of the two. So it's, it's really interesting how um, the gender of crocodiles is determined and it's in the nest. So there can be quite a bit of predation of the eggs that can come from animals like goannas, which are those large monitor lizards, um, as well as introduced feral pigs. They tend to be quite a bit of a nuisance up in the north. Uh, most eggs are, are lost, however, due to things like flooding. So if it rains too much and the water level rises, 
if it hits where the eggs are in the nest or goes above that, then the eggs can actually drown. So oxygen goes in and out of the egg shell, and that's what the the hatchlings or the babies inside of the eggs need. And if they're submerged in water, they can't get the oxygen and they end up drowning. So when babies hatch from the egg, they actually start yelping and making a really interesting kind of quacky yelping sound that the mother responds to instantly and will come up and actually dig the nest out and find the the hatchlings that are calling. And she'll also gently roll the eggs in her mouth to help them hatch out. And the female then carries the hatchlings in her mouth to the water and remains with the young for several months. I think some of what I was reading today was saying that she can stay with her her hatchlings or with the young ones until about eight months, which which is when the, the young ones start to disperse and move and find their own location to live. Unfortunately, half of the hatchlings don't live through their first year and only approximately 1%, 1%, 1-100 of the hatchlings will survive to adulthood. So this is obviously why they have so many eggs and do it every single year. And their life expectancy is about 70 or more years However, it is expected that there are quite a few individuals that are likely to be over 100 years old or get to 100 years old. It's just that um, a lot of the big crocodiles that we used to have in Australia were hunted out before the 1970s. And so it's really unknown now to what size they can really get. Um, Most aggressive Problem crocodiles tend to be male. I think it was about 70%. I think in Darwin, they were trying to move these crocodiles. So if they had ones that were really aggressive, you know, and they didn't really want to euthanize them, they didn't want to put them down because, you know, these animals can get to incredibly old ages and they're just doing what's naturally coming to them. They were trying in and around the Northern Territory to move some of these animals and relocate them to somewhere else for them to live and hopefully, you know, away from humans and pets and things like that that they pose a risk to. However, it's been found that a lot of these crocodiles, even when taken hundreds of kilometres away, can actually find their way home. So a few months later, they'll suddenly appear where they were caught hundreds of kilometres back and then have to be, you know, removed again. So it is a bit of a problem. So according to the Wangina, a group of Indigenous Australians, and their mythology, the saltwater crocodile was banished from the saltwater for becoming too full of bad spirits and getting too big. Unlike the freshwater crocodile, which the Wangina people actually revered. And as such, Aboriginal rock art depicting the saltwater crocodile is really rare because they obviously didn't revere it like they did the freshwater crocodile. However, examples of Aboriginal art have been found and they're up to 3,000 years old. And they can be found across caves in the Kakadu National Park and in Arnhem Land, roughly matching the species distribution. The species is also frequently depicted in contemporary Aboriginal art. So I thought that would be kind of cool to mention a little bit more about um, what the saltwater crocodile means to Indigenous Australians. And the species is also featured in contemporary Australian film, sand television, such as the Crocodile Dundee series, as well as the Crocodile Hunter television series with Steve Irwin. And there are now several saltwater crocodile themed parks in Australia. So you can actually travel to 
um, the northern parts of Australia up into Queensland and there are theme parks specifically in the theme of crocodiles. So you'll go there and they'll just be breeding them. They'll have them in enclosures like zoos and it's all about the crocodiles. So a little bit about their numbers. From 1971 on, these guys were protected by the government in Australia. So prior to that, they had actually almost been hunted to extinction. And the government, after having protected them today, believes that the crocodile population is anywhere between about 100,000 crocodiles and 200,000 crocodiles. Though, from what I was reading, estimates are closer to about 100,000. So yeah, we almost lost these guys to extinction, which would have been a real tragedy as they are an apex predator. They do have a really large role to play in um, the Australian ecosystem. However, they do have that scare factor of killing humans. So from 1971 to 2013, there were 106 recorded fatalities. And when you average that out, that's only three per year. Which sounds like a lot, but to put that in perspective, every year about 300 people drown in the ocean, in swimming pools, in rivers, than are killed by crocodiles. You're 100 times more likely to drown than you are to be killed by a crocodile. Reasons for crocodiles attacking humans include hunting for food. It's just what they naturally do. If they see you there, they're, you know, they go into instinct mode and assume that you are food. They're also defending their territory. So these guys are viciously territorial, unlike other crocodiles, which can group together and won't necessarily push each other um, out of each other's territories and, and hence into places like populated areas where people live. And that's where we find problems at the moment, because obviously, if crocodiles are really, really territorial, they take up a specific amount of space each. And so the more crocodiles you get, the more they have to spread out in order to find their own territory. They're not going to stay close together. They'll fight and then they'll move. And so even if they were hunted almost to extinction and then left alone in the wilderness, within the last 40 years, they've slowly come back and spread out and gain new territory and come back in contact with humans. So that's, that's potentially part of why more humans are coming in contact with these guys today. Another reason is defense of nest or young. So if you come anywhere near that nest in the wet season when these guys are breeding or courting or have laid eggs, then the female will literally rush at you and try and get you away from that nest as she's trying to protect the young. So that's more of defense of that nest and the young than actively trying to eat you for food. Um, and also mistaken identity. So like the hunting for food, they're not actively looking for humans. They're just trying to hunt and they assume that if you're moving around, that you're edible. So that was part three, guys. Stay tuned for part four. And in the meantime, feel free to come over to our Facebook page and check out the other episodes of the Aussie English Podcast at www.facebook.com forward slash the Aussie English Podcast.